Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous three hours coming up for you as now we are in postseason form game 162. In the books in terms of the Major League season. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a look at the playoffs tonight. As these matchups are starting to get set for game one. Pitching probables are coming out. As right now we've got pretty much three of these games set. I'll be going through these games a little bit tonight. And certainly on Thursday as well on the show we're going to be hitting that. But we're going to be hitting a whole bunch of football tonight. We're going to be hitting a little bit of a college basketball conference preview as well. If time allows. We've got Thursday night football. Got to break down that. So we're sort of in... The changing of the seasons right now, and I will touch upon that a little bit more in a minute, but we'll give you the guest list first for tonight as Tom Casali and Mark Drummeller. They do amazing work. Tom Casali over at Action Network, Mark Drummeller over at Yahoo Sports. They're going to be joining me in our number one. We're going to be touching upon Thursday Night Football and really the entirety of the NFL slate for this week. Along with that, we're also going to be touching upon some college football. We're going to be talking a lot of football with our good friend Mackenzie Kramer in our number two as well. Does a great job over at ESPN. Does some great work over there with the Daily Wager. And you may have seen him as he was actually retweeted by our good friend Adam Schefter a few days ago. So he's doing some great work. He's going to be joining me in our number two and our number three. Something that I absolutely love doing on this show because I always say it. Money is money no matter if you're betting on big events like the World Series, the Super Bowl, big time, primetime NFL games. Or if you're betting on 
the EPL, some of these smaller sports, golf, what have you. Brad Thomas, Scott Reichel, they do a great job of being able to unearth a little bit of value. As We're going to talk a little EPL with them, along with what we're seeing in terms of both college football and the NFL for this week. They're going to give their best bets, not just in football, but in some of the, shall we say, lesser-served markets. And that's something that I'm going to be talking about here in segment number one. Many of you guys know that I myself have two main sports that I take a look at. That would be the MLB along with college basketball. The reason why I do this, and this is something that I would honestly very much recommend if you're a little bit newer to sports betting, you're looking to find sort of your niches, try to space out some of these sports that you handicap based on just the changing of the seasons. Like if you've got two or three main sports that you handicap, try to not pair up like the NBA and the NHL and then try to throw on their like football at the same time because you're going to have a lot of times where you're having to handicap all three at the same times. You're trying to grow a third arm to be able to break down all the games and it just turns out to be a little bit of an issue where you really have like half the season or half the year in general where you're not doing a lot and then half the year you're just completely overwhelmed. You're trying to work tirelessly to handicap all these games and it just doesn't turn out very well. Meanwhile, if you focus on one sport at the same time, I do think that that lends for just a little bit more care and I think that as a handicapper as well, when it comes to just picking some of the sports that you like to specialize as well. I'm talking to a lot of people that absolutely football reigns king. And I do think that you're able to dive into other sports along with football, just because especially with the NFL college football, it's a little bit different with college football. You've got over a hundred teams at the FBS level. If you go down to the FCS level, you've got a lot of teams because in college basketball, 363 D1 teams, it's not quite the same in terms of football because a team like Gonzaga, who is a basketball powerhouse, they are a basketball powerhouse because they really don't stick any resources whatsoever into football because well, when you don't have a football team, you don't have to stick any resources into it, but you do get bogged down a little bit by that. And I mean, if you do like college football, you probably don't want to be trying to do NBA and the NHL all at the same time. Meanwhile, if you do a sport that is a little bit more towards the, shall we say, spring one that wraps up around this time of year, like I would even say golf would be a relatively good sport to be able to pair with that. And as a matter of fact, you take a look at our Long Shots crew here on the network. A lot of them, they do a very solid job of being able to sort of carpmentalize and do a solid job of being able to separate those two disciplines. I do think that that leads to a little bit of success. And the reason why I bring this up is because MLB game 162, that is now in the books. And the MLB postseason is going to be going on. But I mean, for most of us that break down baseball, myself being one of them, it's really a case of which the haze in the barn. We're not going to be getting too many surprise starters moving forward. There's no more than four games that you have to break down in terms of the MLB season. Now with college basketball out here on the West Coast, 33 days away. If you're out there out east, it's now midnight Eastern time. So that means that it is 32 days away from the start of the college basketball season. It means that you're able to have your daily sweats, break down the two to four games that you're going to have daily on the MLB card, do a good job of being able to break down college basketball. And many of you guys might have a little bit of a different sport because as I'm doing this right now, there's a preseason basketball game that's going down in lovely Las Vegas between the LA Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. I will tell you right now, I had no action whatsoever in terms of NBA preseason games. So, I am not your guy for NBA preseason bets. I know that our good friend John Von Tobo does amazing work on the NBA front. I know that he is doing everything humanly possible to get set for the upcoming NBA season. I personally am not going to be taking a look at any NBA preseason games, but 
with that said, I know that there are many people that they are getting set for these seasons, and it is sort of that changeover because right now you've got the NHL preseason that is going on as well. I know that there were a few NHL preseason games that were going on as I came into the studio to do this show tonight, and I do think that it is important to be sort of taking a look at things and trying to decide, okay, what do I want to handicap this season, and maybe what do I have a little bit more experience and success in doing in the past? If you really have never specialized in one sport, if you've never really been able to just zone in on one sport, you're a little bit more of a do a little bit of everything sort of better, try to take a look at the past, be like, okay, when it came to the 2020, 21, 2021, 22 seasons, I made X amount of units betting this sport. I lost X amount of units betting insert sport here. And I do think that that is something that is important as a coming of age better. And this is important for not just veterans, but also those that are a little bit newer to sports betting as well. When I came out to Las Vegas, I personally tried a little bit of everything. I tried breaking down some NFL. I tried breaking down some college basketball, college football. list goes on and on. And the reason why I really don't do a lot of college football on this show, which is why it's a little bit more bare when it comes to the college football cards, and I will pay that back when it comes to the college basketball season, is because I really didn't have a lot of success handicapping college football. There's a lot of teams in there. I spent a lot more time handicapping college basketball, getting set for that season. And when you're trying to break down over under college football teams, and you're getting prepared to break down what is now 363 D1 college basketball teams, as we've got five teams that have come up to the D1 level, that we are going to be losing a team within the next year or so in Hartford, which melancholy trails to them after this season, as they are going to be competing this year as an independent. And it looks like Lemoyne is going to be trying to come up to the D1 level as well for those are really wanting to deep dive on college basketball. But I do think that it is very important to be like, okay, here are the sports I'm having a lot of success in. Maybe I should try to specialize in these a little bit more because when it comes to the games that we actually evaluate, something that is very good and some of the teams I love are those teams that they win a wide variety of ways, those teams that they have that one guy that is like the Swiss Army Knife, doesn't necessarily do one thing terrific, but you know what? They do five things relatively solid and they're able to get the job done there. Those are unicorns when it comes to the sports betting industry because when you have to try to handicap the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, along with all of your football all at the same time, it turns into a case in which you try to do a whole bunch of different things and typically it turns into doing a bunch of things mediocre. Like, I mean, just look at someone doing a 9-to-5 job, for instance. If you tried to be an accountant along with being the janitor, along with trying to just do something else in terms of trying to do office upkeep, it's probably not going to be going so well. Meanwhile, if you focus on one specific task of handling insert your accounts here, you know what? You're probably going to be having a lot more success. I do think that that is very, very important. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're going to be specializing in, say, like the NHL for this upcoming season, that you can't keep track of a few college basketball teams. You see a spot that you really, really like, a line where it's like, well, it makes no sense that Notre Dame is a five-point underdog to insert your mid-major conference team here. I think that they should be able to get the job done. That is certainly not what I'm saying, but what you do want to do is try to be like, okay, really where I've been having a lot of success is in the NHL. I should focus on that a little bit more. If something comes up in the NBA, there's just a game in general that I know that insert star player here is not going to be able to partake in. I'm able to get that all taken care of. And I do think that these, shall we say, ancillary sports, so football 
they are able to be fit in because with regards to football, you do have your primetime games. We saw a random game that took place on Wednesday in terms of Central Florida and SMU if you're looking a little bit more on a college level, but football lends itself for opportunities to be able to balance out and be able to take a look at things like the NHL, NBA, college basketball. And I do think that this is very, very important for a sports better to do, to be able to be like, okay, here are going to be some of the days in which I'm going to be free for being able to handicap football. I've got my daily sweats in college basketball, NBA, NHL, list goes on and on. And being able to just be able to juggle the two, I think is very important. And being able to be a master at one rather than being a mediocre at many, I think is good as well. And then when it comes to the MOB as well, being able to juggle that for myself as well, I think is going to be very important as I've had a lot of my best success, actually, taking a look forward to the college basketball season while doing October baseball as well, because when it comes to the back half of these seasons, I do find it with regards to college basketball as well. You get down to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight when the MLB season is getting started up. You can still take a look at those games while being able to get set for the upcoming season. Stay in rhythm. You never really fall out of rhythm, but at the same time, you never really overwork yourself as well. So we are sort of at that time of year in terms of sports handicapping, but we're also in the time of year in which football absolutely does reign supreme. And we've got some great games that are coming up this week, not just in college football, but in the NFL. Coming up next, Tom Casale. He does great work over at the Action Network along with Mark Dremeller. He does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at some NFL, and we're going to be taking a look at some college football with them next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They fight. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The football season is in full swing, and everything you need to know before betting this week is provided to you by subscribing to VSIN Pro. With VSIN Pro, you get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, which recaps all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests 24-7 video season prep. That includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with any annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Mark Drummeller, does great work over at Yahoo Sports, and Tom Caselli does amazing work over at Action Network. And gentlemen, we're going to lead off talking a little bit about the NFL and I have yet to take a position in terms of the Thursday night football game, but I tell you right now, I am not necessarily enthused with either of our options in this game as I really don't want to be laying points with the Denver Broncos. At the same time, I really don't want a piece of the Indianapolis Colts. I'll start with you, Tom. Did you take a position on this one? Because as of right now, my portfolio is clean for this game. Well, every week you have me on, and every week I tell you I'm fading Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, I actually do it right away, and I got the early number two weeks ago on the 49ers at plus two. So I'm 4-0 against the spread fading this guy. Uh, this is a tough game to uh, to pick, right? Uh, both teams started off slower than expected. Both veteran quarterbacks slower than expected. Both teams dealing with injuries. Both coach, coaches, you know, feeling heat. From the fans and the, and the ownership so you know i i just went with my fade hackett here this is a i think this is one of the tougher prime time games we're gonna have to break down because of all the variables involved but as you said off air before we came on um greg i don't know if i'd want to be laying points in this game so i would look at either taking the points or taking the under yeah right now 
I mean, with the Indianapolis Colts, if I had to take a position right now, I would take the three and a half, but I mean, I'll pass this to you, Mark. I'm taking a look at things and the injury concerns for the Indianapolis Colts coupled with going to Denver, which is one of the best home field advantages in all of football on a short week. That does scare me off a little bit as well. So this is one in which right now I have yet to fire it on. Yeah, I have a small play on the over in this one, actually. You know, at 42, I think this number is a little bit short when you take into consideration, you know, what these two teams are, right? Obviously, offensively, neither team um, has met expectations. But, you know, you saw things start to turn around towards the end of that San Francisco game for Denver, right? Russell Wilson decided he's not just going to sit in the pocket. He's going to weaponize his mobility. Had a little success towards the end of that game. And then you saw them... Uh, you know, put up a good number against, you know, a Las Vegas team. And, you know, I think they're going to have a little more success than, you know, they had earlier in the season on offense. And, you know, the key, and Tom brought this up, and this is a great point, the key here is we have two coaches that are really under fire because of the way these offenses are performing. And I think both of them are going to really empty the playbook here and go for broke. Uh, Both offenses rank in the bottom uh, six in the league in red zone offense, Denver, dead last but last week we saw a little bit of improvement right two for three in the red zone against the Raiders and the Colts obviously have had their red zone problems so both teams suffering injuries at the running back position but we know that the offensive line really has a big stake in you know the ground game so you know I think the backup running backs are going to get a little bit of success you saw Denver let up 212 rushing yards last week to the Raiders so I think the Colts are going to be able to do what they want to do and run the football even with Hines and with it without Taylor there So I think 42 is a little light. I think both uh, coaches in desperation mode really empty out the playbook and push this thing to the over. And absolutely, with the ailments at the running back spot for the Indianapolis Colts, we're going to see what Matt Ryan is really made of because with Matt Ryan, he was the big primetime acquisition in the offseason for the Indianapolis Colts. So now you got to think that they're going to let them let rip a little bit more. But I know that you also have a little bit of a position in terms of a game that is involving a touchdown spread, Mark, as we've got ourselves the Minnesota Vikings. They are going to be playing us to the Chicago Bears. Vikings are finding themselves a seven-point favorite. In a normal spot, I would just absolutely sprint to take the Vikings as a seven-point favorite. I'm a little bit put off right now by fact that the Vikings they have to travel back from Europe I want to see a little bit more if this is affecting the team at all before I fire in I certainly do not disagree with you taking the Minnesota Vikings and in a normal spot I would be all over them right now but take me through what you're taking a look at in this game because it's one that I am right now very much considering I just want to see how the Vikings are going to be able to respond coming back from Europe yeah I mean that's definitely something to consider but I think this is a spot you get a Vikings team at home against a Chicago team that simply can't score, right? You know, and I realize this is a divisional matchup, so you have the divisional dog factor. You have a, you know, a running dog. We hear a lot about that. But this Chicago offense, their running game is 29th in the NFL in success rate. So, uh, you know, when you filter out garbage time. So I don't think they're going to have a ton of success running. We know what they are passing the ball. Justin Fields is PFF's lowest rated passer. The receiving core ranks 31st in the NFL, according to PFF. So um, offensively, I don't think they can do much. And that's how you beat the Vikings. If you look at the games, the Vikings had trouble. It was teams exposed their secondary. You know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Jared Goff, and Detroit, you know, were really able to take advantage of their secondary. And I don't think Chicago is going to be able to do that. I think we have a data point where Minnesota played a team that didn't have 
their passing game strong in week one against the Green Bay Packers, and we saw them able to win that game at home with margin by 16 points. So I think we have a very similar outcome in this one. I had no problem laying the seven with the Vikings. I think they roll over the Bears. Uh, They simply just don't have enough offense to keep up in this one. And certainly I do think that the Vikings are the better team in this spot. It's just a matter of handicapping how they are going to be coming back off of a very strange circumstance going to Europe. And I will pass this over to you, Tom, on this as well, because we actually have both teams that took place in that London game on Sunday. They're going to be playing without a bye week. Is this something that you're factoring into your handicapping? Because typically when teams do go to London, they typically get a week off. They get a chance to be able to recharge. And we're not going to be seeing that for either the Saints nor the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and you know these teams they travel coast to coast a lot, so it's I, I think I always thought it depends on the coach. Coach, you know, I used to work for the Patriots, and you know I thought Bill Belichick really handled the travel well uh, when you because you know some of those trips are long. So I and I think so it's going to depend on the coach. Where Pete Carroll probably has a little bit of an edge um, in the game against the Saints, I think because. It's a new coach, right? Dennis Allen's a new coach. Uh, I don't know how he handles that kind of travel. Um, I don't think the Bears ever have an edge. So I agree with Mark here that uh, I, I would take the Vikings. But when you factor in new coaches here, plus the travel where you don't get to buy, I, I do think it's something that you have to look at. But I I think Mark's right on this side. Uh, I think the Bears are about to go down. I know they're bad now. But I, I think they're they're about to be we're we're not going to see seven points much anymore. I think they're going to be in the double digits a lot coming up soon. So this might be one of the last times you get some value betting against the Bears because they are a bad football team. I mean, with Justin Fields right now, I think that he's got fewer completed passes than Cooper Cup has receptions this year. It's been really really bad for that Bears passing attack. So certainly not a glimmer of confidence there for them and we're talking about the Chicago Bears and how bad they have been on offense this season and Mark you know what how about if we look in the division any team that they've been giving up a lot of points that'd be the Detroit Lions now they're going to be playing against a New England Patriots team that let's call it what it is the offense they were able to get a little bit of something generated against the Packers but certainly not what we were accustomed to seeing back when Tom Brady was with the Patriots the last few years to say the least turn on this game is 46 got a Patriots offense I'm not necessarily bullish on, but a Detroit Lions team that, in terms of points scored and points allowed, most total points in their games over the first four weeks in NFL history. Very interesting game. I know that you've got a little bit of a handicap with regards to the total on this. Yeah, we're going to keep going over with the Lions until they let us down. And, you know, you look at the team, you said it. You know, they average 35 points a game, which is like, wow, that's a huge number. They let up even more, 35.3. So the defense is really the thing here you haven't – a Patriots offense that has a lot of uncertainty, you know, coming into the season with, you know, how they're handling the play calling and now they're under their backup quarterback. So um, I think that's pulling this total down. But when you look at Detroit, they can't stop the run. That's what Belichick wants to do. That's what this Patriots team's going to do. So I think they're going to have more success than the market's given credit for um, in this matchup against Detroit. And we're going to see this one go over the total. I think that it is going to be very interesting to see what we get in terms of this one as well. And if you're looking for a little bit more football in your lives, we've got you guys covered with a football football podcast 
here at VSIN. We do it about three to four times a week. We got you covered in terms of the Pro Football Betting Podcast. You're able to find that wherever you get your podcast, Danny Burke, and a whole host of VSIN analysts. They've got you covered. A new episode is going to be coming out Thursday morning. So we've got you covered with a little bit more NFL there, but we've got to get you covered with some college football next. I know that. Tom and Mark both do amazing work on that front. Mark over there with Yahoo Sports and Tom over with the Action Network. They join me next to break down this week's college football slate here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine and has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on a bit of their own journey, but when you feel like you're ready to take that next step forward towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Mark Drummeller, does great work over at Yahoo Sports, and Tom Casali, likewise, over at Action Network. And we let off with Mark in terms of a lot of the football plays. And Tom, I know that you're a little bit heavier on the college football card for this week, so we'll lead off with you on this one. And Let's take a look at a lot of Big Ten football in this segment because I know that you've got to play in terms of Northwestern versus Wisconsin. Northwestern opened up between a 9.5 and a 10-point underdog. We're seeing that stay relatively steady. I am someone from the great state of Wisconsin, and I will go out on a limb and say that they get more than two rushing yards in this game. And boy, if they don't, there's going to be a mutiny thrown in the great state of Wisconsin. But where you look at in terms of Northwestern versus Wisconsin because obviously... Lots of strangeness with Wisconsin moving on from Paul Christ. Yeah, and I bet this even before the coaching change. Um, I, I grabbed it right away at plus 10 um, uh, with, with Northwestern. I just don't think Wisconsin should be a 10-point favorite on the road against anybody right now. They were a team I was kind of down on coming into the season. You know, I bet Purdue to win the Big Ten West because I, I was kind of down on Iowa and Wisconsin. I thought they were a little overvalued in the market. And I still think Wisconsin's overvalued. Uh, you know, Northwestern hasn't had a successful season, but they played a lot of tight, close games. That's kind of their M.O. I, I just don't see this being a blowout. I, I know uh, sometimes I stay away from the first game after a coaching change because you don't know how the team's going to react. But I just don't know if Wisconsin has the talent right now to blow people out of the water. You know, they, they're not, you mentioned they're not running the ball like an old Wisconsin team. Uh, you know, and Graham Mertz has just been a, an absolute disaster there at quarterback. So I, I just don't feel they're built to blow teams out. I think Northwestern at home can keep this game within that 10 point spread. I don't disagree with you there. Taking a look at this Wisconsin team, it has just not been a good ordeal for them whatsoever. And then, Mark will throw at you a different Big Ten game because the person that pretty much put Paul Chris out of a job, Brett Bielema, the former Wisconsin coach, which, boy, that is full circle right there, what we saw last week in the great state of Wisconsin. But that said, you picked a game with a total that looks like two military institutes are going at it in Iowa versus Illinois. Total opens up at 35 and a half. It's up to 36 and a half, which 
that's just absolutely ridiculous with Illinois being between a three and three and a half point favorite. I certainly don't think that we're looking at either team necessarily lighting up the scoreboard, but take me through Illinois versus Iowa because this is going to be a game that's probably going to set college football back a few years. Yeah, if we're going to lay three and a half points with a total of 35, Iowa better be on the other side, right? And that's really where we're at with this. Like, you know, we have an Illinois team we saw last week. You talked about, you know, the rushing defense and, and you know, they're going to give Iowa some problems there. And I think this game really comes down to it's going to be another Big Ten rock fight and it's going to come down to who can make the big plays. And I'm just more comfortable that, you know, Chase Brown can get it done, uh, you know, 146 yards per game. Uh, you know, he's, you know, an explosive running back. Um, and, you know, they have some other playmakers in the passing game as well, Isaiah Williams. And I, I just think that in this game, it'll be very low scoring and it's just going to come down to who can make some big plays and get in the end zone. But I do expect Illinois to win with margin just because I think their defense is, is really strong and they're getting better each week. So I think they're really going to be able to shut down, um, you know, the Iowa offense. And, and I think they're going to be able to win this game, you know, with margin. I think they're going to be able to cover this number. I'm not sure how many points Iowa can score at all against this Illinois defense, and that's really what it comes down to in my confidence in backing the fighting Illini again. Yeah, Illinois has actually had a nice season under Brett Bielma, something I really did not see coming, but I mean, thus far, very, very good for Illinois. I don't disagree with you there, and I made the joke that it feels like it's a military institute game with that total. How about if we go to a game involving a military institute with a total that is 30 points higher? That is Army versus Wake Forest. Typically, you'd expect the game involving Army to be more around 36 half in terms of the total. This one's between 66 and 66 half, with Wake Forest being a 17-point favorite. I know that, Tom, you've got a position on this game. Take me through it, because with Wake Forest, a team that they actually, I believe that they played Army a few years ago, and this was an incredibly high-scoring game. Do you expect a little bit more of the same? Yeah, you know, the I, I'm, a, I'm a closet Army fan. I love their offense, and I feel like I know when's a good time to hop on. And 17 points with this team is, is the time. You don't want to lay points with Army. Yeah, I know they've had a rough start to the season. The last time they played, they, they covered 17, and they gave up 70. So if you can cover 17 points when you give up 70, I'm, I'm going to take you. But hopefully they don't give up 70 this year. But I, I watched the game, and I thought Wake Forest had a lot of trouble stopping that option offense. Maybe it's different this time, but traditionally defenses either stop it or they don't. And I think Army's going to have success again on the ground. I think this is going to be a closer game. You know, Wake Forest is coming off the emotional win against Wake uh, Florida State. They got some big games on uh, coming up next. And Army's kind of sandwiched in there. You got to play that option offense. So, listen, if you're going to take Army, they've been favorites a couple times this year. That's not the spot. The spot is getting 17. I think they run it. I think they can keep this game within two touchdowns. I do think so as well. I'm right there with you. And just absolutely insane that last year, Army gave up 70 points in a game and they would have been able to cover the current spread. So, certainly, a pair of teams that they are not afraid to put up the points and well, when it comes to the Big Ten, typically these are teams that aren't necessarily offense-oriented, but we do have a relatively high total in this one. And Mark, I know you're going with a lot of Big Ten this week, and I absolutely love it being someone from the Midwest myself. Michigan and Indiana, total on this game anywhere between 58.5 and 59. Michigan being between a 22 and a 22.5 point favorite. If you correlate things, this means that Michigan is going to be scoring a lot of the points in this contest, and well, with Indiana... We can certainly see that because it's not been a great year for Indiana. 
Take me through how you're taking a look at Michigan versus Indiana because I have a feeling that you're looking to fade this Hoosiers defense. Yeah, definitely. So I'm on the over in this matchup, and you know, I was I was waiting for my sports book app to ask me if I was sure when I punched <laughs> this one in. A Big Ten game going over 59, you know, and Michigan's been an under team this year. But when you look at this matchup and what Harbaugh has been saying all week, he's been harping on, you know, he wants this Michigan team to start fast. And, you know, after the last two weeks, I think he's really going to try and get McCarthy some confidence. There's not a better secondary to do it than Indiana. Um, They're last in the Big Ten in passing defense. They're 114th in the country in success rate against the pass. So I think he's really going to try and get out to a big lead here. And the thing with Indiana that a lot of people might not realize is they play at the fastest clip um, in college football. You know, all five weeks of the season, um, they were either one or two in plays per minute. So, you know, two things are going to happen, right? They're going to get the ball and they're going to go down and score fast and add to this point total where they're going to turn it over pretty quickly and Michigan's going to be right back in the end zone. So I think we see a lot of points here. I think we get over 60 um, in this matchup. So I played the over. They're the pretty much opposite of their basketball team that has been playing very, very slow in recent years. So absolutely love to see that. And then when it comes to one of the most high-powered offenses in all of college football, you mentioned the team has been one of the fastest, but USC has been very efficient on offense. Mark, I know that you, or Tom, I know that you've got a little bit of position here between Washington State and USC. USC has been taking the money, and this is a total that has went way up. Began at 61, between 65 and 66 now. Take me through what you've got in this one, because USC has been rather impressive on offense, defense leaving a little bit of something to be desired. Yeah, I know. The, I, I'm, I'm kind of alone here because of the money, like you said, has been coming in on USC. I just, if you watch their games against uh, Fresno State and Arizona State, they look like blowouts, but those teams move the ball on USC. You know, credit to USC. They created turnovers. They stopped teams on fourth down, and then Fresno State obviously lost their quarterback. But I think Washington State's one of the most undervalued teams on the West Coast right now. They should have beaten Oregon. They lost that. They had a nice bounce back win against Cal. You know, getting almost two touchdowns. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. I think Washington State has the offensive personnel to keep up with USC. I I just think USC to me is still overvalued. I know I bet against them the last bet against them the last couple weeks with some success with Oregon State, not so much with Arizona State. But I think Washington State can score with them. Keep this game close into the second half. And we've already seen Washington State knock off a relatively solid Wisconsin team as well. So they've already been able to do it against a rather powerful college football team as well. So we shall see how it goes this week. But I know you two gentlemen, two of the best in the business. Mark, you do great work over at Yahoo Sports. And Tom, I know you do amazing work over at the Action Network. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks Thanks for having me. Always great to have Mark Drumheller along Tom Caselli aboard. These two guys do amazing work taking a look at the game of football. And coming up next, we're going to be keeping it rolling with football as we take a little bit of a look at Thursday Night Football here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my game. (laughs) As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but the fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers because new bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when they make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Always a pleasure to be joined by the two gentlemen that we were for the last two segments. You've got Mark Drummeller over at Yahoo Sports and then Tom Casali over at the Action Network. Both of those guys. Do amazing work. Always great to talk both college and pro football with them. So big thanks to them for joining me in the last segment. We touched a little bit with them on Thursday Night Football. Now let's take a little bit more of a deep dive on it as this has been a line that has been moving a little bit throughout the week. We were seeing a lot of three and a halves about 24 hours ago. Now, those three and a halves 
They've been drying up a tad bit more. We're seeing pretty much a mixture of three and three and a half in the market. In Vegas right now, I'm seeing pretty much three books with a three, three books with a three and a half. So nice even split there. And the total on this game, it is anywhere between 42 and 43. And I do think that the number is very critical in this spot because the difference between three and three and a half, I do think is big because at a three, the more I take a look at it, I can't believe I'm saying it, the more I'm leaning towards the Denver Broncos just because I do think that the injury bug is just so big with the Indianapolis Colts. And I just expected the Jonathan Taylor injury to play a little bit more of a role in this one. I recognize that Jonathan Taylor is not having the season that he had last season. He's had 71 rush yards or fewer in each out of the last three games. But Jonathan Taylor is still one of those heart and soul pieces for this Indianapolis Colts team. And now you're going to be going from him to Mr. Hines and I mean, certainly the Indianapolis Colts have a relatively number two in Hines, but that is still a very significant drop-off for the Indianapolis Colts. And we know that just in terms of the NFL in general, anyone that isn't a quarterback, they just don't account too much for the line. You have a star running back like Jonathan Taylor. You have a star wide receiver be out. They'll be typically worth about, like in the case of Jonathan Taylor, about one point to the line. But I don't even know if it's necessarily been a full point to the line because a lot of places open this game at three and now you're seeing anywhere between three and three and a half. Now a lot of threes, they do have a little bit more juice on them, but we really haven't seen too much of line move. There was inklings that we were probably going to be without Jonathan Taylor in this game as well, but I just would have expected a little bit more, especially with also having Shaq Leonard out of the fold too. I mean, this is a case where I feel like these two injuries should be accounting for the line a little bit more than what they do. And I do think that that is a little bit of something in football in general that if there's one thing that I think you could find a little bit of an advantage on, anyone that isn't a quarterback doesn't account too much for the line. And I've always been a little bit just confused by it in general because any other sport, even in baseball, if a star position player is out, it accounts for more than the line than what it does for even like a star running back, star wide receiver, a just absolutely tenacious pass rusher. They just don't account much of anything whatsoever, which I do think that that is always something that is very interesting in my opinion and something that I do think is a little bit fascinating in this spot. But I do take a look at the Denver Broncos and certainly it's tough to jump in on them because with the Denver Broncos, they're still coached by Nathaniel Hackett. And I mean, I wish it was just a little bit more complicated than that, but Nathaniel Hackett is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. I can't call him the worst coach I've ever seen because Urban Meyer was coaching a pro football team last season. So, I mean, that would just be disrespect right there. I don't know if anyone could ever be worse than Urban Meyer was last season. I mean, even Bobby Petrino was better than Urban Meyer was last season. This is just a very, very bad situation. But when it comes to the Broncos as well, part of the reason why he probably didn't account for as much is because Javante Williams is now out of the fold. And Melvin Gordon, whatever he's been out there, he's just been a fumbling machine for this team. It has been... Remarkably bad. Four fumbles in four games. That is absolutely remarkable. But you saw some moments of brightness last week from Russell Wilson. If the Broncos don't have that bad scoop and score that we saw against the Raiders in the first half of that game, you know what? The Broncos probably get the job done. And for Russell Wilson, if he has done one thing, it is he hasn't turned the ball over too much. He has only been picked off in once this season. That was in the game against the Houston Texans. And I would argue that the Texans' performance was his worst performance of the season, but 
really other than that, he's been able to do a good job of being able to protect the ball. It's certainly been much more plain and mundane, to say the least, but he's still got a lot of weapons that he's able to utilize. Jerry Jerry Judy, along with Cortland Sutton, both of these guys are able to get open, so I do feel solid about them. Meanwhile, you take a look at the flip side for the Indianapolis Colts, and good news for them is that they've got Michael Pittman Jr. back out there firing on all cylinders, so that is going to be able to help them out in this contest as well as he was dealing with a little bit of an injury a little bit earlier this season. I always do think that Mo Alley-Cox, he's a little bit of an underrated pass catcher as well. He's been able to do a solid job finding the end zone twice in that loss against the Tennessee Titans last week, and I do think that he's going to be able to do a little bit of something as well. And then you do take a look at both of these defenses, and I do like both of these defenses overall because you do still have... Even with Shaq Leonard out of the fold, someone like a Quiddy Pay along with DeForest Buckner, they're going to be able to do a good job of wreaking a little bit of havoc up front. But if you're taking a look at both of these offensive lines as well, I think that they're a relative stalemate, in my opinion, in this spot. I do think that Russell Wilson, just with his added mobility, added mobility as compared to Matt Ryan, that does give them a little bit of an edge. Now, you do want to note that with the Denver Broncos as well. They're going to be without their right tackle in Billy Turner in this game, most likely. He's dealing with a little bit of injury. The other gentleman in Quinn, he is going to be out of the fold in this one as well. Turner dealing with a little bit of an ailment, so you do want to be on the lookout for that, so they're a little bit banged up up front, but when it comes to defense of the Broncos as well, you've got a lot of guys that they do a good job of getting home. Bradley Chubb is still one of the most dominant players that you're going to find in just passing in general on guys like Jackson and Patrick Sertan, I do think is going to be a big issue for Matt Ryan. And because you do have a bit of an ailment that is eluding the team with the running back spot, I do think that that actually leads to a little bit more of something that I do like. And that's Matt Ryan to throw an interception in this game. Matt Ryan is someone that is willing to sling it right now at DraftKings. You're finding the juice at a minus 125. I would shop around, try to see if you can get a little bit of better juice. I wouldn't want to necessarily go in on Russell Wilson at a minus 105 because I do think that he's going to be doing a lot of checkdowns. We've been seeing that with him for the Denver Broncos. He's done a nice job of not turning the ball over, but at the same time, he's just not letting it rip at this point. I think that we're probably going to be seeing a little bit more of that in this game as well. And, and honestly, if anything, despite the fact that you do have the injury issues that you do have for the Indianapolis Colts, I would be taking a look at an under in this spot, but... The more I look at it, the more I lean towards the Denver Broncos. I personally, I just not played this game in general just because this is the opposite of what you're typically able to find because typically when people are talking, it's like, oh, this is like trying to pick between my two children. Which one is a favorite or not? This is one of these cases where it's like, I could either go to insert restaurant that I don't like or insert other restaurant that I don't like or insert two meals that make you sick from time to time and you have to eat one of them and well that this could be a case which it's like well if both meals typically make me queasy i could go with neither and just hold off until we get a little bit more action the mlb playoffs are going to be starting up on friday we're going to be having plenty of games on sunday as well so i've yet to play this side leaning a little bit more towards the denver broncos as i take a look at it just because i do think that the injury bug is very big. And the one thing I am going to be playing is that Matt Ryan to throw an interception prop as well. I do think that there's a lot of value actually right now in terms of interception props because we've just been seeing it in the NFL in general. Over 60% of games have went under the total. It just feels like the defenses in general are ahead of these offenses. And when it comes to the quarterback play in general, we certainly have seen some guys be able to rise up. Lamar Jackson, despite the fact that he had a rough week last week, 
against the Buffalo Bills because, well, it is the Buffalo Bills. He's been able to do a very nice job. Jalen Hurts has made a rise up for the Philadelphia Eagles. You're able to go down the line, but it just feels like we've got a lot of average play in general. And a lot of teams that have just really abandoned the ground game, which is what I think is a little bit troubling in this game as well because now for the... For really both of these teams, they are going to be on lesser running backs, so I do think that that is going to be hurting them a little bit. Like I said, with regards to the spread in this game, if I'm looking anywhere, I would need a three. At a three and a half, it's just completely gone and buried, but I'd be leaning a little bit more towards the Denver Broncos, which is something I did not think I would say even 48 hours ago, but just digging more into the injuries, I just cannot back this Indianapolis Colts team, and if there is something I really like, it's Matt Ryan to throw an interception in this game. But something else I like is always giving out pro tips on this show. And you're able to get one per hour from every single hour of what we do here at VEASAN. So you get 20 pro tips a day, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of them. And it's something I talked about in segment number one. We've got a lot of sports that are starting up in terms of the NHL, NBA, college basketball. You want to specialize a little bit more. I do so much in terms of college basketball, but... As a result of doing a lot in college basketball, I don't do as much in terms of the NHL, NBA, and I find that to be solid. Be a master at one. Don't try to be mediocre at very, very many. I think that that's very important to note. And something else that is important, taking a look at what we're going to be getting in terms of wild card round of the MLB playoffs. I'll be hitting upon that next here on here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can... CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.